Hi, my name is Audrey, and I am a member of Wake Up. And I'm Rachel, and I run the social media committee in Wake Up. And this is the Wake Up Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the voting. Wake Up. Speak Up. Podcast. So, personally, I really think that we should lower the voting age to 16, namely because I don't think there's that big of a difference in how informed a 16-year-old is versus how informed an 18-year-old is, and I also think that they should have a bigger role in shaping the future of their country because they're the ones who have to live in it. Um, I, that's a really good idea, but I also think it shouldn't be lower for many reasons, but I do believe it should have a limit. I got most of my information from PBS.org, and it told me that the last presidential election, um, 129 million people voted out of possible 241 million, and that was millennials. Um, in the last several decades, only 56 to 60% turnout of like millennials um, only showed up during the presidential races, but percentages go down during non-presidential years and primary races. And most, I feel like most of that is um, the pressure that older people put on the younger generations. So part of my position on lowering the voting age is that it's not a new precedent to lower the voting age. It was already lowered once from 21 to 18 in 1971 by Amendment 26, and it was the work of young activists. And we're seeing something very similar to what those young activists saw when they got the vote lowered, namely the fact that the support for the movement is about the same as it was right before the 26th Amendment passed, which was 17% of the general population. And I think that it's important to start voting as early as possible because the sooner someone votes for the first time, the more likely they are to continue voting. So what happens is if people get older, if they haven't voted yet, they are more and more likely as the truth goes on to decide to never vote. And so even a lot of different students and people don't necessarily think that the voting age should be lowered. I think that it's important to keep in mind that this is the world that they are going to be living in. So, um, also on PBS, uh, I learned that most of the restricted voting laws in, some, like in most states discourage voter participation. So, most, state, most states have a bunch of gerrymandered districts and they cut across party lines, which obviously would like reduce the number of, a, of like the competitive races, racing, yes, <laughs> and interests, so people just choose not to participate. And that's mostly due to like older generations in politics, like cutting across those lines to like restrict younger voters. So I'm pretty sure if we like lower the voting age, that'll happen even more. Because, you know, so you think that part of the issue is dealing with older generations repressing younger generations? The only way to get that younger voice would be to... To, like, have an age limit. So, I'm not, like, I don't disagree with lowering the voting age. I just think that there's, like, something else we should do first before we do that. Um, Because if we, like, just lowered the voting age, then 
like so many people will be restricted anyway. It's already so hard to like get registered to vote for so many people that if you lower the voting age, there's just going to be more restrictions. I do want to ask, my position is that um, I mentioned that you are more likely to start voting sooner if you just start voting sooner. Um, <laughs> as you get older, you're more likely to vote. For, you're more. You're less likely to vote for the first time. You're more mm-hmm. likely to not vote if you haven't voted yet. And so the reason I think that 16-year-olds, like, they're still living at home. They can get help from parents who are hopefully registered to vote. Mm-hmm. And a lot of 16-year-olds still pay taxes. They have jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something that an entire war was fought over, it was taxation without representation. And so that's where I'm coming from. And I also think that we should let everyone who's qualified to have voting rights have them just because, you know, no matter how old someone is, they're probably still paying taxes. That makes a lot of sense. So what is your specific age limit on voting? Um, I was thinking more of the silent generation in baby baby boomers, <laughs> um, they're like ages 71 and older, um, and you were saying that, you know, um, you should have representation in, even if like you're not educated and your, your views still matter, and you are saying that um, younger generations also aren't very educated, but I was thinking that, you know, younger generations have time to change their mind. And they're willing to change their minds, but um, older generations don't really seem to want to do that. So I had the age minimum mind of 16 for voting. I was wondering what your age maximum is for voting. Um, I would say ages 70 and older. Um, from like one of the sources I have, um, it said that I, that. Those ages made up 75 and 13% of voters. I will agree that I think it's not necessarily fair that mm-hmm. an older generation is that much of a voting population, but I do think that a better way to deal with it is to allow younger people to vote, even because there's an argument against teenagers voting, saying that their brains aren't properly developed to make important decisions, but at the same time, the real time that the brain stops developing is at age 25, and we allow 18-year-olds to vote, and we allow 21-year-olds to drink and smoke. So I really don't think that that's a valid argument in this case. And I think it's more important to think about the fact that teens are still spending a lot of time in the classroom being educated on the state of country. Mm-hmm. And not just the modern age, but also the past, because teens are way more likely to be able to spout off specifics mm-hmm. about the way the government works than adults have been voting for years. Um, I remember a conversation I had with my parents. They were like, we've been voting for years, we know what we're doing, but they just weren't educated on like, the different politicians and their topics. Like, that, I feel like that's a problem with many adults rather than teenagers. They vote Democrat or Republican just like for that. Yeah, right. they don't like go into what the actual their policies are. They can vote. That's kind of what this whole podcast is about. It's about focusing more on the small things and the topics as opposed to a platform or party. Mm-hmm. Which is why we are just discussing voting age and voting rights without discussing particularly <laughs> policies. Because yeah. there's also this idea that I'm kind of facing off that this idea that like. 
teenagers are focused on superficial things, which is really a stereotype. It's pretty harmful because, sure, there might be like frivolous things that a teenager focuses on, but there's also really important things. Some of the recent activism we've seen with the Black Lives Matter movement has been largely driven by young people, by some people who do have the right to vote, but there are a lot of kids that are in high school that I know were organizing protests. Here in Colombia, we had a protest that was organized in almost, I think, Hodgkin Park by some students from battle. And so it was just a really important movement and a moment in history. And it was just interesting to think about the fact that so many of those people out there were taking time and taking precautions in the midst of a pandemic to have their voices heard, that they can't have their voices heard in a voting booth. I will say that for this election, I saw like many like younger kids on TikTok saying that they wish they could vote. Because like this is such an important election. And that like I know Biden McGarvey wanted everything, but it was just way too close. That's the same sort of show I had. I was um just shy of being able to vote. Mm -hmm. And I was very upset about this because I've been politically active for many years mm -hmm. and I've it's part of where my idea about wanting to talk about lowering the voting age came from because both my parents are able to vote and I, and a lot of other members of my family are able to vote, my extended family, and I can't vote. But I have had discussions with even adult family members about topics that they didn't know anything about. Yeah. And, and some of them are really obscure or dumb. I get that. But like even 16 year olds, they have the time and the support to be able to learn about things in a way that some adults can't do because they're busy with things like working a full-time job and it's a lot harder to keep up with the news when no one's actively reminding you of it. Whereas when you're in high school, we hear about it in the beginning of every class. When we have a big, and I'm sure we could speak to this, when there's a big event going on, you hear about it, yeah. whether it's from teachers or other students. It is talked about in school and it is discussed at every, every single day. Yeah, and you hear a lot of different perspectives on it. Mm -hmm. And it really does come down to being up to you to find what you believe is true, find whatever facts and fact check things for yourself, which I feel like, to your point, I don't think adults do as much. As you get older, you fall into on social media, on whatever you're using. And you're very much like, I already know this because I lived through it, but with the you're, not, you're not understanding what's going well, on right now. And it's, with the internet, we tend to get into media bubbles. And for teenagers, these bubbles are not so fully formed as they are with adults because you spend more time on the internet. And so mm -hmm. different news sources and friend circles, teenagers are way more likely to have friends, information. Yeah, friends mm -hmm. and different opinions coming into their bubble their media bubble than adults are. Mm -hmm. And so I really think that teenagers hear more perspectives than adults do. And I think that it's important to keep that in mind when it comes to voting, because not only does the argument of saying that, oh, well, teenagers aren't well informed about issues, that's just, just not, not true. true. <laughs> it might yeah. be true at one point, but now with the internet and with how much we talk about politics in class, it's, it's just not true anymore. And like, if you have those resources available to like learn these things, and you like just choose not to, that's like unacceptable. But I do like 
I do agree that, you know, young, the younger generations have more knowledge. And I agree that, you know, they are a part of the population. So why are they not being represented in voting? It just doesn't really make sense. I wanted to go a little more in depth about the reason why I think voting age should be lowered to 16 specifically. So when it was originally lowered in the 70s to allow 18-year-olds to vote, the rationale behind it was that 18-year-olds were able to enlist, but they were not able to vote. They were able to fight and die for the country, but they could not vote to make change happen in that country. I do agree with that statement, but I do think it's also important to think about that 16-year-olds can enlist. However, what they can do, I mentioned this earlier, is pay taxes. And I think that it's important to think about the ways that the countries change. And while, yes, 16-year-olds tend to typically still be a little more dependent on parents than 18-year-olds, a lot of 18-year-olds are still very dependent on their parents. And whether that's by, you know, parents helping them go to college or they're still living at home while they're at college, it's very common. And while there was one point in history where teen or where 18-year-olds sometimes like moved out on their own right away. With today's current um, economic outlook, that's just not realistic. And so I think that this argument that, well, teenagers are more likely to be influenced by their parents' decisions, I don't think that's true. I think that there's a lot more drive in teenagers to make their own opinions than to just sit back and listen to what yeah. their parents are saying, especially when, like we were talking about earlier, you hear so many different opinions at school and you are given the opportunity. We have all these tools at our fingertips to fact check and do our own research and understand how we feel about different topics. And so I just think that there's, I mean, there's no good reason that a 16-year-old should be considered that different from an 18-year-old when it comes to voting. Their brains are only slightly different in terms of maturation and in terms of how informed they are, how independent they are. There's just not that big of a difference anymore. And we're all just like still trying to figure out our identities and what we believe in. So I think this is like 18 now, aren't you? I'm not 18. I'm, like I said, I'm a little bit shy of the election cut off. <laughs> so, because yeah. we are recording this in late, mid November. <laughs> So I also believe that when younger voters do show up and vote, they're drowned out by older voters. And that might just come down to the age of the country's democracy. Like, because of like the voter turnout and like, there's no age limit on voting, um, newer voters aren't able to change policies. And like, I know so many people like don't want to change the policies because, you know, that's it's written right there, like that's what you guys work with them. Yeah, like that's what the founding fathers wanted, because it's written down, but times change, like we're not, like, if we have new, let's say we have like a newer phone coming out, you don't want to keep using a landline if it's not going to benefit you. So like, why would you do the same thing with policies on literally what you're living off of in your freedoms? Like, you want to change that to where it fits for you now, and you want to make a better future for your kids, like, you don't want them 
to go through the same troubles you went through. Like, that's literally what I hear older people talking about all the time. time. With, like, um, that, just, you know, if I did it, you have to as well. Yeah, like, that's not it. That's not how it's supposed to be. Like, you talk about all your troubles and your problems and all the challenges you went through when you were younger. Why would you want that for your kids? Like, why would you want them to go through the same thing? So it doesn't really make sense to me. But you wouldn't want to change your policies. And like, I do get where you're coming from talking about how difficult it is for a younger generation to effectively make change Mm -hmm. when your older generation is still voting. But I do think that just by, in general, I think before not allowing older people to vote, I think the better thing to do would be investing time and money into groups that help get people excited to vote and get yeah. people registered to vote because there are real issues with just the difficulty of getting registered to yeah. vote but also just transportation and all those things mm-hmm. that make it so that people in lower lower socioeconomic classes having yeah. a more difficult time voting and they become underrepresented. So yeah. I feel like a better way to address those sort of issues would be to address the issues that lead to those people mm-hmm. having a lower voter turnout yeah. as opposed to lowering a different group's vote. Yeah. Um, I, so, okay. Everyone knows that, like, the country was built to benefit white men. Like, that's a given. Um, nothing against white men. Y'all are great, but, um, you know, like, we need more representation. There's not, like, there's so many different types of people in the United States. Like, we cannot just keep benefiting this one group because you know there's so many other people that need to need their voices to be heard and i don't know how like other people's voter registration went um i know that mine was kind of i i voted sorry i registered to vote online and i like didn't get my um confirmation that i was registered until like a few days before the election and I don't like I don't know how easy it is for other people like other minorities such as like um, black youths or like anyone else to register I don't know how hard it is for them because I know that if you're not white in America it's very hard for you to do literally anything so I do want to know if you don't want um like the age of you 70 people over the age of 70 voting, who is going to protect their rights? Because there's a real issue with mistreatment in nursing homes and also just mistreatment of the elderly in general, along with issues with guardianship cases where, you know, people have lost all of their money just because someone else thought that they couldn't handle it. Um, I honestly think that that just comes down to the younger generation as well. Um, so many parents are like, who's, who's going to take care of me when I'm, like, when I'm really old and in a nursing home? And it's like, well, we have to. Like, you're our parents. So it's saying, you're saying, put your faith in that younger generation. Yeah, like, we're not just going to let you down. Like, we're not, like, we're not going to do that. That's not what we're about. At least that's not what I'm about. <laughs> so, I say, so I get where you're coming from, but that's what not. That's not what you're about, but I do think that it's perfectly normal to want to look after your own mm-hmm. self-interest. Yeah. And so that's kind of why I don't think I 
my personal belief is that having as many people voting as possible is the best way yeah. to get a picture of the democracy. And I think that does include older voters, even though I personally don't agree with a lot of them. But it's still their right to vote. They still live in the country. They pay taxes. I think that they should still be able to vote. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I think that, I feel like so many people just separate politics from their own, like, their actual lives. Like, they're not, they, like, act like one like, type of person, and then when it comes to voting, they're like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. So, yeah. like, that's just, that's just another issue that we need to talk about politics in our, like, normal lives, because it's a part of our lives. Yeah, too many people try to separate politics and mm-hmm. reality, and I think that's something we can both definitely agree on. Wake up, speak up, podcast.